Welcome to the Audiobook Lovin' Series, a month-long event celebrating the authors and narrators that bring romance stories to life. Listen along as Viviana, Enchantress of Books, interviews your favorite writers and voices, share special guest posts, and stay tuned for some special information at the conclusion of the episode. Hello, today I have the pleasure of chatting with guest narrator Kelsey Navarro. Welcome to the Audiobook Loving, Kelsey. How are you? Hello, I am doing awesome. Thank you. Well, let's start by having you tell us a little bit about yourself, how long you've been narrating, and how you became a narrator. Yeah, of course. I've been narrating for a little over two years now, actually. And I went full-time last September, but I got into narration um, because I wanted to, I mean, I've always wanted to get into voiceover. I remember going to Comic-Con in like 2006 and sitting in a panel for voice acting. And I kept this pamphlet on how to be a voice actor for God, 10 years or something. (laughs) And finally, I was about two years ago. I was like, you know what? This I'm I'm gonna do this. I don't care. And so I signed up for voiceover coaching. It was kind of like a generalized program, got demos recorded, and then discovered ACX while I was waiting for my demos to get mastered, recorded some samples and got my first audiobook and never looked back. I think I've booked two actual VO gigs and everything else has been audiobooks. <laughs> so I just, I found it and I knew this was it. <laughs> That's great. Especially when that happens and you've made that decision to go full time and you're just jumping off the cliff. Yeah, That's a scary cliff, you know, and you're going, oh no. So I love it when you guys, you know, jump off and, and it works out. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, so once you get cast for a book, how do you go about prepping it? Well, I mean, read it first um, is usually the basic thing that you need to do. But I'm, I guess I'm what you call like a minimal prepper. Um, I'll write down all the characters' names, any descriptors that describe them, any accents, all of that stuff. And then as long as I have a basic play-by-play of what's happening in each chapter, so I kind of know what the tone is supposed to be. Um, then I pretty much go from there. I don't, I don't highlight, I don't, you know, and obviously looking up any words I don't know <laughs> and <laughs> making sure that I know how to pronounce them. I have those certain words that I tend to mispronounce, even though I know better. <laughs> I really should start a list to keep it on the side of my computer and be like, by the way, city is pronounced city. Um, <laughs> <but> <laughs> stuff like that every time. But yeah, that's so for me, it's just understanding the story and you know what the changes are for that character and you go from there mm-hmm. yeah it's amazing how we all pronounce things differently even if we're <laughs> from the same city state yes. or big background I know that people go like tomato tomatoes I you know I had to force myself to say sp- spaghetti because I, I always want to say spaghetti or something like that it's weird <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm from the west coast and we say Nevada and so, but I have a lot of friends from the East Coast. They say Nevada. Nevada. It's, it's not Nevada. <laughs> it's, it's, ne- it's Nevada. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. I've been seeing a lot of um, some of these TikTok videos when it comes down to those pronunciations for the cities and the states or the streets. And they're yes. so funny. And like, I think one was for like um, Atlanta. And they're like, we can tell that you were not born and raised here or you moved years ago <laughs> because we always remove at least one of the T's. So it's Atlanta, not Atlanta. Oh <laughs> so I'm like, oh, that's how y'all do it. Got it. Okay. That's perfect. Yeah. 
So that list sometimes does come in handy for me when I have to talk to you guys. I have one. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. So after you've prepped and you know who the characters are, how do you go about selecting how they're going to sound, like their tones and things like that? Yeah, it's, I, I love the, the physicality of characters. So um, I know I've seen interviews of, I think, God, I think Andy Arndt posted a video not too long ago about it, where if a character's really peppy, um, you have like a physical tag that you use to remind yourself. I, one of the books I did, the character, she had a bunch of just, just the world was against her. All this bad crap happened to her. And so every time I narrated any of her dialogue, I slumped my shoulders forward and kind of hunched her in because that was the character. She had no self-esteem and it's just protecting herself from the rest of the world. And the love interest in the story was very confident. He was a radio DJ. So I would put my elbow on the desk and kind of lean on my elbow with my hand up like that, one of those power poses to give him the physicality. And that comes out in the narration because I mean, we all do it, but you don't want to say, okay, I'm going to pitch this character higher and then I'm going to do this guy lower. And because you don't do that as a person, (laughs) you just, you speak how you speak. And so, and the attitude I think does more for the acting than if I say like, okay, I'm going to be a guy and I'm, this is how I'm going to narrate it. Cause there's no emotion in a low voice. But if I say that I'm going to be, you know, a world weary guy who's down on his luck, I'm going to narrate that differently than a guy who's got everything he needs in the world and can walk in anywhere and afford anything he buys. So that's more how I choose the characterizations mm-hmm. for the characters. Yeah. The other thing besides obviously tones and the, and the voice and all mm-hmm. that fun that happens is the accents. Um, do, you yes. have a, do you have a favorite accent to perform? Uh, I'm, I mean, general Americans, my <laughs> is easy for me, but I love, uh, Irish is an accent that I've been cast in a lot, which is wonderful. Um, I can do, what's my other favorite one? Uh, I love Southern, especially like Georgia Southern. Um, that's another favorite of mine, which luckily I've gotten to do a few books. I had, <laughs> I had one come out in uh, April, the end of April, called uh, Feels Like Falling that I did with Amanda Ronconi, and it was set in the Georgia coast. And so it was, that one was really fun. Yeah. I love accents. Did you, um, so was that dual or duet? That was dual, uh, which was really fun because it was a, I, guess, I mean, I don't know if it's, it was just a general fiction, kind of like a really feel-good chiclet I guess for lack of better term but it was god it was a great book (laughs) and we had a lot of fun doing it so that was yeah it's really nice when you have a good co-narrator that works well with you so that it always makes it more fun oh yeah Amanda's phenomenal I love her she is so she has Mm -hmm. such a great community timing too yes yeah so when you guys are doing your books and there's some banter or something funny I love it when there's that moment of you're going, oh, it's, oh, there's the funny part. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and of course, when you're laughing out loud in the supermarket and you're by yourself, that's always fun too. Um, <laughs> like, why is she laughing? Been there. Yeah. <laughs> Used to happen at work too. And I'm like, uh, babe, are you okay there? And I'm like, yeah, audiobook, good. Um, so they're like, because I was by myself in the area, so I don't have anybody to talk to. So. <laughs> yeah. 
It's like, ah, uh, no, I'm good, I'm good. Um, going a little back on the accents. So if Irish in Southern are some of your favorites, what are um, mm -hmm. a few of your, like, or if you have one that is like really difficult for you to, to do? Ooh, well, I mean, I'm one of those people that I, I love coaching. I'm kind of a coaching nerd. So whenever, like the first time I got asked to do Irish, I originally turned the book down because I knew I could do it, but I had never officially done it for a book before. And so, and I told the author, I was like, look, I just, I can't get prepared in enough time for when you want me to record this. And it was wonderful. Her response was, okay, well, how much time do you need? And it was one of those like, oh crap. Okay. So I actually have to do this. <laughs> um, so yeah, I called up PJ Oakland and uh, set up time with him because I'd worked with him before and he's just fabulous. And so we did Irish coaching and I'm so thankful because this uh, series that I ended up doing with her, I want to give her credit here. I'm, my brain can't hold all the authors in the side of it and it's terrible. Um, Brittany's uh, Sahin. And so it's the, I did, we're doing a series, Will Watt and I, for her. And so she cast me in that and it's four books in the series. And then I ended up getting cast in, I think one, two, at least two more books, like right after that, that had Irish male leads. And I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> it works out. And because I had never said anything about it. So I don't know if they just saw the other book or I, I have no idea how it happened, but I ended up getting two more books with Irish accents. So that has become like a thing for me now, which is fabulous. But if I have the biggest struggle I have right now, probably because I need to just get some coaching on it and spend some time is specific like Asian dialects, because I don't want it to sound like parody. I want it to sound real. And so that's, that's the next thing I think I want to work on is that. And then mm -hmm. Scottish. I need, I need Scottish help. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily I haven't had to do it yet, but I just know myself and I know that that's, and that's, that's coming. Gonna, that's going to yeah. happen. <laughs> it's going to happen. There's and I don't want to yeah. Yep. There's, it's going to happen. We like, our, we like our spots. So <laughs> yes. I mean, me too. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, it's definitely going to happen at one point. So yeah, better to get it in now and get, you know, start that practicing. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I, I mean, I, I'm an accent nerd. Like I took mm -hmm. uh, four years of French in high school and then I took a year of Spanish and um, I've just, I, that was one of my original you know, when you're 16, you're like, what do I want to be when I grow up? I thought I wanted to be an interpreter for a long time. So I just love languages, mm -hmm. even though I'm not fluent in any of them anymore. <laughs> I still love them. Yeah. It's, it's always good to know enough where you can kind of be dangerous to some extent. Yes, you know, exactly. so that's mm -hmm. always a good thing. Um, I say the same thing with my Spanish from a background perspective. It's some people tend to automatically think I'm fluent in it. And I'm like, I can it in conversation but don't ask me for any corrections or accents because I don't know nothing um, yes. <laughs> so. that's that's me with French because I yeah. went to um, I went to Paris uh, which was like my dream trip that I finally got to go on uh, this last October uh, just in time yeah. <laughs> and, and I was just dangerous enough that I could ha I could start my conversations with them in French but by the time we started talking they're like ah you're American okay and then they'd switch to English <laughs> And I'm like, was I doing that bad? They're like, no, 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 you were doing fine. I was like, all right. Yeah, <laughs> just saying that. They were very nice. <laughs> That's yeah. good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, I had a great experience. And people had always told me that 
French people were rude. I was like, I think you might be rude because <laughs> they were so nice to me. <laughs> yeah. I think it's a, definitely about perception and also maybe mm. where you're going yeah. and you know, what places you're visiting. Cause mm-hmm. it's like, here the same thing. We always hear the same thing. Oh, the South is so welcoming. I'm like, where? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Depends on <laughs> where, you're where you're going. <laughs> <laughs> You know, yep. I've never, I've, you know, the one time I went to New York, it was great. Same thing with the rest of the North. Yes, I They're love so New York sweet. too. Yeah, so it was yeah. one of those things. You, you, it depends on who you are. And also how, what you're presenting. So that's the other thing too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. We briefly touched on the dual type of mm-hmm. narration. Do you have a preference when it comes down to narrating? Like if you could choose, would it be like duet, dual, or by yourself solo or... I mean, solo is the easiest because you get to make all the decisions, but I love dual narration because as a listener, it was my favorite thing to listen to. And so I was always a big fan. I know duet is such a funny hit or miss because I know people that just breathe duet. And if it's done really well, Mm -hmm. I really enjoy it. But it's so hard because most of us record at home. And so there is no matter what we do, because we all have different mics, we have different setups, and you can get a great engineer to make it sound like as best as you can. But the ones that are recorded together in a studio for duet, I think is is the way that they should be done. (laughs) But (laughs) Um, I haven't had a chance to do one of those yet. I've done duet where we recorded separately and communicated about, you know, the tones of the chapters and where we'd have to re-record certain lines if they just didn't quite mesh correctly. Um, because you're guessing at that point what, how the other person is going to react to you, which is, you know, acting is reacting and all of that. But that's what makes it so difficult. But I would say dual is probably my favorite because I enjoy getting to work with other people, um, but still getting to give the performance per chapter um, or section, depending on if the books have (laughs) even split chapters. But I would love to do uh, a duet in a studio or multicast at some point. So um, that's on the list of to-dos at some point in my career. Yeah, soon as all this craziness where the studios are going to open up again. Mm-hmm. I know that I've had to uh, assist on some of the schedulings via Zoom oh, for multicast. Yeah. That was fun. Um, oh. <laughs> it's like calendar Jenga. When are you available? Yay. Um, yes, and then time yeah. zones. <laughs> oh, gosh, yes. And that's my biggest fear is that I'm going to mess up. And I did mess up <laughs> on the time oh, zone. No. I did. Thankfully, I only sent it the wrong one to two people. And I was able to get to them. I'm like, I meant, you know, and actually it wasn't the time zone. It was a date. I had the wrong date on my <sighs> whiteboard. And so I was God. telling them that it was, uh, the date was supposed to be a Friday. And I was in it's actually a Saturday. So but it, I need them to record on Friday. Um, but yeah, those are always my biggest like concerns when it comes down to scheduling you guys on things mm-hmm. is just that like oh please be the right time zone please gotta be the right time zone after a while <laughs> especially when there's multiple of you guys like three or four yes like, oh. and you all have to be in separate places don't you <laughs> yeah right we can't just all live in california nope <laughs> nope that'd be too <laughs> easy York. yep that'd be yep. too easy um romance oh, is a genre in itself but mm-hmm. because of how romance is we have it's almost like an umbrella term we have a bunch of subgenres underneath it. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have a favorite subgenre to perform? Ooh. Oh, okay. So, you, like subgenre or like tropes, like that kind of a thing? Because um, we can answer um, both if you want. Because like we have a <laughs> paranormal, and then we yes. have, and then we have a contemporary, then we have, mm-hmm. you know, 
all these other those are the different um you know genres like yeah. stores and all that fun stuff but then I, I know there's also you guys also love to do some tropes best friends yes. to lovers and enemies yes. to, you know <laughs> to well and for me I've been a romance fan for a long time like I I mean, I came to it a little late in the game, I think, in my life, because I was a huge YA fan for years. I mean, even into my adult life, all I read was YA because, I mean, it was just damn good. And so, especially at that, around that time, I mean, Hunger Games, Mortal Instruments, mm-hmm. the Twilight series, that was, man, that paranormal YA was my jam, um, which is funny because I don't narrate a lot of paranormal romance. I have uh, like a Dragon Shifter series. I'm I'll have several books out by the time this airs. And then I have kind of a fantasy series that I've done as well. Um, and But yeah, not a ton of paranormal, which I would love to do because, I mean, it's what I, <laughs> I used to read. And then I got into contemporary romance, just kind of straight contemporary. And that's when I stopped reading YA. Um, I don't, it was uh, Christina Lauren was one of my first forays into that because and I'll, I don't mind admitting this because I think it's funny but I used I I learned about them from the the Twilight fan fiction world and when their book got published Beautiful Bastard and it was this Twilight fan fiction I was like hold on a second like these fan fiction writers got an actual book deal and I have to read this and that opened the door to romance for me because I'd only read you know something that my mom had had you know uh, kind of like Harlequin mm-hmm. romances, which I liked, but it was whatever my mom purchased is what <laughs> was available. A lot of historical and which is fine. I mean, I like a good bodice ripper, but it wasn't what I would have picked, but I didn't know any better. And so that kind of, and this was years before I even got into voiceover and then audiobooks I had been listening to since Harry Potter. I had the first Harry Potter book on tape I think there's like 16 tapes or something ridiculous like that. But uh, yeah, so it's been a part of my life and as a listener for even longer. But getting to the actual question you wanted <laughs> me to answer, I my favorite to narrate is probably contemporary romance. But I And I really like dark romance as well. I like messed up people finding messed up love. And I think it's... <laughs> Just a wonderful, weird genre. That's one of my favorites. And so I think those two, if I had to pick, mm-hmm. those would be my favorite to narrate, mostly because that's what I liked to read or mm-hmm. listen to prior. But I mean, I would do it all. I don't, I've done some female, female. I've done reverse harem. I, yeah, I'll, I'll narrate it all. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there one that you have yet to narrate in that you'd like to? I mean, I would definitely love to do more paranormal I've only done one kind of sci-fi romance too which I think would be fun I know lit RPG is a whole world of its own that I would be interested in getting into but I'm trying to think if there's any specific genre that I haven't done or like subgenre. I don't I've not done any historical not a one and I I don't know if it's just because of the tone of my voice like the youthfulness of it or something like that but I I am wonderfully and happily typecast as that 18 to 27-year-old kind of awkward, trying to figure out her life kind of character. And I am so happy about it. Like, it's typecasting means I'm being cast. So I'm so good with it. (laughs) Yeah, I tend to do that. I've 
one I've noticed now, which is exciting, that I've started to get to play a little bit more kind of badass characters, which Ooh. I'm enjoying immensely. But they're still kind of that young, no one expects them to kick ass and, you know, do that. So I've been enjoying that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love more YA. I, I've only done two YA books. I would well, love to do more of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's definitely um, availability out there, you know, when it comes down to the amount of books that are starting to come up into the, you know, into our world and as well that will be in mm-hmm. format of audio. So there's definitely going to be more to come on that. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm not worried. I'm, and yeah. I'm so new into this world um, of working in it. And so I've, I'm still a baby. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm looking forward to being here for a while. <laughs> Um, what is your favorite part of narrating romance? Oh, I, to me, I'm a huge advocate of romance, erotica, the whole genre, uh, both genres, because to me, there's nothing more human than a relationship and sex. Like that is who we are as human beings is we want to find acceptance and love and we like to have sex. So that is, you know, the base <laughs> humanity so to me, it, that's it. That is the best genre. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I freaking love it. And it's, it stems from me. That's what I loved to read. And even back when I was just listening to YA and reading YA, it's all the same thing. It's all love stories. It just, if there's any kind of sex at all, it's, they just don't talk about it. But the premise is still the same. And that's all the big stories are about love and finding that person or rescuing the girl. And so, yeah, I just, I'm a huge fan. I like the relationships. I like overcoming the complications and finding a person who sees you and understands who you are. I mean, Mm -hmm. ideally, (laughs) (laughs) not all romance will do that, but great majority of them will. And uh, that's my favorite part. Mm -hmm great stories that are out there that do that it's um but even the ones that you may not even pick up usually there's always something you need to learn whether it's a way of communicating mm-hmm. whether it's a way of just going hmm, i didn't know i like that okay let's try this out um yes. <laughs> right yeah <laughs> highlight hey babe Too read right. this chapter <laughs> memorize tonight um <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> yeah yeah, it's even mm-hmm. happened where I'm like, I, you know, I think it, it was Lauren Blakely that wrote a story that took place in France. And I'm not, I, you know, I want to go abroad. Um, usually it tends to be like, if they were to ask me where to, abroad would I want to go, it would have been like, you know, Ireland, Scotland, England, um, Italy, mm-hmm. never France, really. Yeah. And, but she wrote the book to the point where I wanted to go. And so there's <laughs> something else too, where it's one of those where you get to discover new places. And you, you know, I'm going, I know, yes, let's go see that red door that the book was talking about. And uh, (laughs) that's always good to discover things. And and it's so many different ways that one can, like I said, either from communication or highlighting for letter use. Um, (laughs) Exactly. Nope. 100%. (laughs) When you're not working, and I know that at this rate, it hasn't happened too much because you've been working a lot lately. Um, But what do you do for fun when you're not working? Um, well, I got, I have two little nuggets. Uh, they are eight and four. So I spend a lot of time with them, uh, my daughter and my son. <laughs> and so that's a great majority of my spare time is with them. And then I, I'm still, I still love to read. Uh, I don't watch a lot of TV or movies. It's just, 
I've always been kind of a bookworm. And Mm -hmm. so when I have time and it's been a while since I've been able to read for fun, (laughs) that's what I like to do. So, and that's kind of the main thing I'm working towards in my schedule right now is having some of that time to go back and actually read books (laughs) for fun. Cause I mean, it's wonderful. I read them for a living and I'm so thankful but I also miss part of that escape of having it not be about work necessarily. Mm-hmm. And I'm a big personal development nerd. So I love reading, you know, personal development nonfiction. And so it's, I'm overdue for some of that in my life. <laughs> and then I like uh, podcasts, stuff like that. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you, um, when you say that you read, do you also listen to audiobooks or is it just strictly yes. reading? Yeah. Yes, definitely. I, I mean, God, I'm the last trying to think of the last time I've been able to listen to it's, it's also to make me a better narrator. That's one of my favorite things about listening to other people is you learn stuff and it's wonderful to Mm -hmm. hear how other people do it, especially the, you know, the best of the best and how they work. And you can just hear the different things like the power of silence and how they use silence to strengthen their narration and breaks and how they think through this, how they do the different characters and the differentiation. So yeah, I love it. I, it, I don't get to listen as much as I have wanted to, but I just bought new earbuds. So that will hopefully increase my ability to be listening (laughs) (laughs) when I'm not in the booth. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have a favorite uh, narrative that you like listening to for fun? I don't know if I want to admit that. (laughs) (laughs) Enough said. Um, (laughs) I I love so many. Well, I can say this. Uh, When I first started listening, uh, oh, you know what? I want to look it up and see who narrated those first ones. I mean, obviously Andy Arndt um, was one of my first favorites uh, and she is wonderful even as a fabulous person. And I've coached with her. I want to see... I knew. Okay. It was Grace Grant. And Grace Mm -hmm. Grant was another one of my initial first narrators that I ever listened to besides Jim Dale, Harry Potter, Uh, Mm -hmm. but which he's also just fantastic. But yeah, Grace Grant and the Beautiful Bastard series was one of the first audiobooks that I had listened to besides Harry Potter and nonfiction where it's a lot of times it's the author who's Mm -hmm. narrating their own work. And so, yeah. And then Andy, of course, uh, was another one of the first ones that I listened to. So those, we can say that. Those were okay. some of my first favorites, but I have too many to, to list. <laughs> yeah. I kind of have to add the caveat. Okay. Are you asking me for the fav- my top five? So I'm not giving you right. the first. And do you want them females, males, yes. with or without accents? Do you have a specific genre? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> All these little things. And they're looking at me like, I just wanted to know who to look for. <laughs> And I'm like, well, what are you looking for? <laughs> it's like another heated What question. genre are you asking yeah. about? Because people narrate in different genres. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, they do. Mm-hmm. So you've been spending a lot of time in the booth and obviously the world that we're currently living in. And hopefully by the time this airs, things are significantly better. Yes. But so. yes, right. Um, what snacks and cocktails are keeping you sane during this time when you're working so much? Ooh, okay. So <laughs> here we go. No, I... Uh, I mean, I'm a big snack person. That's it's <laughs> my friends joke that that's my middle name is snacks. It's like Kelsey Snacks Navarro. Um, and so, <laughs> but I mean, Oreos, I'm always a big fan of Oreos. I'm a 
big nerd for hummus and chips, barbecue chips specifically. Um, that's been a big thing. And then, but for as far as drinks, I just bought a screwball peanut butter bourbon and that is fire. Oh my God. It is so good. <laughs> it's uh, I read a review online from somebody said that it's like drinking a 70 proof Reese's peanut butter cup. And that is 100% accurate. (laughs) And then the other fun thing that I have been enjoying is Jameson cold brew whiskey. And then I actually mixed the two of them together. And that was also delightful. But I'm a overall big whiskey bourbon fan. And that's kind of my my drink of choice, uh, even when I go out and stuff like that. So, But yeah, that screwball peanut butter bourbon has been very, very fun. And I want to make crazy things with it like oreo milkshakes or something and add that to it (laughs) yeah (laughs) i haven't done it yet so that um that peanut butter bourbon one is it that's like by itself that's that that's what it is yeah it's not like you're mixing it with anything to make that you could drink it straight like just put it in a glass and it's that's what it tastes like yeah and it's the same thing with a cold brew one which it's just Mm -hmm. straight but yeah it's fun i ask because i know that i've I've tried bourbon before Mm -hmm. and it's so like it's like rubbing alcohol. <laughs> it's very strong, no, I, you know? Oh, <laughs> bad, bad whiskey is like drinking rubbing alcohol yeah. for sure. <laughs> so I just, but these are some of the higher brands too, but just, they're still concentrated. And this is also why you only mm-hmm. drink a little bit of it. It's not like you're taking yes. a half a glass of it. But I'm like, it's yes. okay. I, I want my, my mixed cocktails or something like that because it's not that I mean, bad. But I I'm had mango definitely- margaritas last night. So, mm-hmm. I mean, variety <laughs> in my life. <laughs> That is good. I want to look into that mm-hmm. screwball peanut butter bourbon. Yeah. Oh. Adding it. And then I'll let you know. I'm like, hey, you're right. Yes. Oh, so <laughs> They're like, are you drinking they it have- now, Viviana? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? We weren't supposed to? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, one of the things oh, I love to do towards the end of the episode is have a little uh, fun with my guests and by playing a game. Yeah. Um, all right. uh, would you rather and I think it's awesome because it gets to know you a little bit better and at the same time Ooh, okay <laughs> trying to figure out if how you guys are going to answer this is always fun so you're ready <laughs> I'm ready let's okay. do it all right would you rather always be 10 minutes late or always be 20 minutes early oh 20 minutes early <laughs> <laughs> would, you, would you rather know the history of every object you touch or be able to talk to animals Oh, oh man. I think, oh, <laughs> I think history of everything I touch. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I think you're the mm-hmm. first one that says that. Really? Yes. Yeah. What are, animal, what are animals going to say? <laughs> That's my, that was the basis of my decision. Oh, like, yo, what's exactly. up? Feed me. <laughs> <laughs> you're finally home. Where have you been? Yeah. I mean, like, yeah Scratch like, my tummy. Thank cows? you. Yeah. <laughs> goodness um but that's a good that's a good question to think about i never thought of it that <laughs> way either <laughs> my goodness um would you rather be able to teleport anywhere or be able to read minds oh teleport <laughs> would you rather never have to clean a bathroom again or never have to do dishes again oh bathroom Never have to clean a bathroom again. Yeah, that's a consensus too, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 
apparently we use a lot of the cleaning of the dishes as times to right. yes, catch up on things. Yes, exactly. Yes. So no one has yet to say that regards to <laughs> cleaning the bathroom. So cleaning the toilet. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> Would you rather be able to control fire or water? Ooh. I think water. Yeah, water. Would you rather always be hot or always be cold? Ugh, I mean, I'm always cold anyway, so I probably would just rather maintain that part of my <laughs> life. <laughs> Consistency. <laughs> yeah, well, then I'm not all sweaty all the time. So, yeah, I'd rather be cold. But, yeah. yeah, I'd rather be cold. I always say at least I can put something more layers on and try to keep yes. warm first. I can't take everything off. Mm-hmm. You know, so those are my... And it's just frowned upon in most public societies. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Very illegal in some cases too, as well. Right. So that's quite all right. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Almost done. Would you rather tell everyone your guilty pleasures or never partake in any of your guilty pleasures ever again? Oh, I tell everyone. <laughs> <laughs> you know that screwball? Yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah. There you go. Full <laughs> bottle. No. Yeah, I would rather not give that up. You know, yeah. if I got to, if I got to admit it, then I'd rather admit it. <laughs> That's true. Yep. Last one. Would you rather have a personal chef or a personal masseuse? Oh, that's that's tough. I'm going to say personal chef because I eat three meals a day and Mm -hmm. I can't, I don't feel like your human body could handle that much massage. That is true. That's a good way of looking at it. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, and I love food, so I mean snacks, snacks Navarro over here. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, personal yeah. chef for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and I have to figure out what everybody's gonna eat for oh, lunch, dinner, and that would be another one that I'd be oh. like, oh yeah, chef. No more meal planning. Yeah, oh. I'm all for that. For sure. <laughs> um, before we go, what are you currently working on, and what's coming out next that you can share? And again, this is yes, out in June. definitely. I have a couple things that will be out because this is coming out in June. Yep. So let me think here. Let me pull up my actual calendar and see. Um, I will have some more. I'm working on a, a Dragon Shifter series, um, To Tame a Shifter by A.K. Koontz. And so I think most of them, almost all of them will be out by the time this airs. So there's four books, no, five books in the series. I think only two will be left by the time this airs. So that'll be there. Uh, the entire Dublin Knights series that I talked about earlier will also be out, which was with Will Watt, which is fun. I'm sure I'll have at least two books come out with Tim Page. <laughs> so I'm just going to say that right now. Yeah. <laughs> if not three, let's be real. Yeah, I was going to say, it's only a few weeks, at least three or four. Right? <laughs> so yeah, that'll, that'll happen. And then uh, that's kind of the main thing that's, that I can at least talk about. So I, I know there'll be more that's coming, but yeah, those are the things that I, I'm able to talk about. My, yeah. my whole May recording month is all uh romance so by the time june rolls around it'll be all these romance will come out (laughs) by then (laughs) same thing with april was almost all romance too so yeah i got two solid months of just romance coming out so (laughs) that'll that'll be what you see for me for the next few months awesome well thank you kelsey for being my guest for this year's audiobook 11 series i greatly appreciate it 
Yes, thank you. Happy to be here. Thank you. Everyone, thank you for hanging out with us today, and we hope you've enjoyed this interview as well as the series. And until next time, happy listening. Thank you for joining us in the Audiobook Lovin' series, hosted by Viviana, Enchantress of Books. We hope you have enjoyed this episode as well as the series. We've included audio samples of our guests' work within the post for you to check out. Please make sure to visit the main page, link within the post, to learn more about the series, the authors, and the narrators. Please consider leaving a review wherever you listen to the series if you enjoyed today's episode. Make sure to follow us on our social media platforms and subscribe to the Viviana Enchantress of Books newsletter. Until next time, happy listening. Audiobook Lovin' hopes you've enjoyed this program.